You're listening to episode 176 of the Voice in Canada podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. And let's talk voice. Well, hello and welcome to this week's podcast episode. This is a really special one. This one's got a special place in my heart because this is an all-Canadian podcast episode. I have the pleasure of talking with two women who are doing incredible work here in Canada to help seniors understand learn how to use the latest technology. And of course, in this case, this refers to voice technology. Emily Jones Jonas and Taz Damon are the co-founders of Connected Canadians, a nonprofit group that focuses on helping to educate uh, seniors about technology. And this podcast episode is all about their recent project where they partnered with Amazon Canada to provide Amazon Echo devices to seniors so that they can learn how to use the technology and use it to improve their lives. What a wonderful, wonderful story this is. And uh, I think we just need to get right to the podcast episode. So here are Emily and Taz. I know you're going to enjoy this one. Thanks so much for having us. Excited to be here. So you were doing some incredible work, um, helping seniors to learn technology and we're going to definitely talk about that. We're going to talk about the intersection of technology and voice technology in particular with this latest project. But before we get to that, I'd love for the audience to just learn a little bit about you as individuals, who you are, what's your background, what's your story. So maybe we can start with you, Emily, and then Taz. I'd love for you to introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about you. For sure. Okay. So um, yes, I'm I'm Emily. I am the co-founder, one of the co-founders and the CEO of Connected Canadians. Um, we started Connected Canadians back in 2018, but that was after many years of, of interacting with seniors and helping them with technology. Um, my background was in computer science, originally my undergrad, and um, I always seemed to have this huge group of surrogate mothers and grandmothers who had me on speed dial for all of their technical problems throughout most of my life. Um, and um, even as I worked at software companies and, and um, youth-focused nonprofits and charities, um, I just kind of had them always in the back of my uh, the back of my mind thinking oh gosh you know like we we could wish we could do something more and and um, anyways um, I asked through a series of different coincidences in my life I, I ended up um, working in, in Italy with a group of um, Italian seniors who were starting their own NGO and and um, working with them really showed me um, the power of technology to to bridge cultures and, and um, you know, not only that, but also just give seniors the ability to do so much more with the experience and knowledge that they've acquired through a lifetime of, of professional activities. And, and I wanted to just find a way to continue that experience. And anyways, I, uh, I met Taz back in, um, must have been 2017 or so. And, and uh, we worked together at a software company. Taz actually interviewed me for that job. Um, oh, wow. And <laughs> I remember that interview very well. Um, and um, we ended up um, just really clicking and getting along because we were both sort of the only workaholics we knew that would book time off work to go and volunteer. And, and um, yeah, I guess uh, 
that's that's sort of how connected Canadians got started. Amazing, amazing. I'm sure many people can relate to that being on speed dial. If you've got some a uh, little bit of technology know-how, um, there's many people that could do that. And, and yes, I can I can personally relate to that as well. So uh, fantastic. Taz, we'd love to hear a little bit about uh, your background as well. Um, so my name is Taz Damon. I am the other co-founder and um, CIO of Connected Canadians. I'm a first-generation immigrant, um, and I have a background in computer mathematics. Um, I as a software architect um, as my as my side gig um, and I'm very passionate about technology and and I moved to Canada when I was only 16 which is how it helped me connect uh, with my family back home and um, I've been providing support to senior um, immigrants um, while the last 20 years and so meeting Emily was kind of like a blessing in disguise uh, and I'm pretty sure you'll probably hear me say Emily effect over and over because I was thinking about offering classes at a library and Emily was like, no, no, we should really have a nonprofit. And I didn't have um, coming from tech sector. I didn't really have uh, the nonprofit experience. And uh, and so the labor of love started uh, with Connected Canadians with Emily. Oh, that's amazing. What a, what a great story. So you get together and you're thinking we're going to start this nonprofit Connected Canadians. Can you tell um, can you tell us a little bit about those early days? Like what was what was the mission? What was the. What was the big idea and, and why was it so important? Um, Emily, do you want to take that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, so yeah, just going back, I, I had worked at a few youth-focused nonprofits and, and you know, helping women and youth with digital skills, which I totally support and, and think is awesome. Um, but I saw that there just wasn't um, an, a national organization that was providing those same kinds of services for seniors. And I wanted to change that. So um, when I met Taz and and we started talking about starting this this organization. We we thought, how do we do this, and and how do we ultimately make um, technology training and support free to seniors across Canada? And um, as we started, um, this was way pre-COVID, of course. Um, we we worked very locally in our Ottawa area, and we went to retirement homes and. Um, basically tried to flog our services as as trainers and teachers and a lot of people were kind of like why would we even want that and so it was it was a really interesting experience to kind of go from being you know having lots of people ask us for our help all the time to being like we have this really cool idea and we really want to get it out there and and um, you know just just listen to us and so um, as we started we had a few sort of pilot candidates that allowed us to kind of practice and gave us the privilege of, of teaching their senior communities. Um, and so we worked with them and, and we started to get a lot of uh, new immigrants to Canada who, um, who, you know, had amazing technology backgrounds, uh, you know, master's degrees in electrical engineering and computer science and all kinds of things like that. And, and we noticed that there during the day, a lot of those folks were working at jobs that weren't really consistent with their backgrounds and skills. And so um, volunteering with us was a really great opportunity, just as when I had worked in Italy, um, to give folks the opportunity to use those skills in a different kind of environment and um, and um, help people at the same time and, and really ultimately provide that free service to Canadian seniors. And um, we really learned a tremendous amount from that initial experimentation and just seeing what people really wanted. And um, we really figured out early on that the one-on-one -on -one service that we provided was really core to what we did. We found that uh, seniors were not really interested in being lectured in a group or on a video. It was um, 
you know, occasionally we could we could give workshops, short workshops that were very focused on a specific thing. But what was definitely like the main interesting part for them was having somebody sit beside them and help them focusing on them and their individual situation and assessing their needs. And so um, our one on one service kind of grew out of that. And we would pair um, volunteers with uh, with seniors in coffee shops and and retirement homes and and basically any public space where they would spend an hour with a senior and help them figure out a specific problem. And, and, you know, we would build those relationships with the seniors. So a lot of the time we'd have seniors coming back to us, you know, many, many times meeting every week with their specific mentor. And at the same time, you know, the new immigrant would be able to practice their English and, and learn more about Ottawa history and, and all of those kinds of things, which was really cool for them too. So yeah, Taz, I don't know if you want to add anything else about our early days. We had decided that we um, we realized how important it is to provide free support to seniors. Um, and, uh, and, and we want to make sure that we really um, work as their champions. Um, and, and we use technology not necessarily for the sake of learning, but as a way of of them kind of using the tools that are available to connect with communities, um, whether it is their loved ones or whether they are communities around. Um, and so we've always felt that it has, um, it's, a, it's a fundamental kind of like a luxury where someone has to go on a Facebook and, and, then, and then just look at pictures from, from that standpoint. And I actually have an interesting story to share about, um, 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 about seniors telling us about Ottawa, um, as, as Emily mentioned. Um, so um, I'm, I'm a big nerd um, for Connected Canadians. I'm a software developer too. Um, and so we go to senior communities and I only lived in, in, in Ottawa for 20 years. Um, and there's all these um, um, ladies who are telling me about uh, the historical uh, periods and different strikes that ever happened and where they were born and the hospitals are no longer hospitals there anymore. And there was a Google coding champion um, championship that was going on. And uh, I was able to find through their stories um, the evolution of Ottawa through pictures. And we kind of did a, a picture walkthrough where you could see uh, a Byward Market Street as it is right now and how it is. Uh, you know, um, 60, 70, 100 years ago, and then overlay some of their stories. And, and that one, uh, uh, but that all of the, um, all of our amazing seniors kind of picturing and telling a story that was, that was new to me. And, and the intergenerational aspect is really important to us um, from, from that standpoint. So whether we can have a, a blend of different, um, 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 different generations or a different, background we we find that it leads to a a very um uh, nice atmosphere to to engage in um uh, and to learn wonderful well that's great so since then i know that you know i was i was looking on the website and looking at some of the things that you do you've got a huge catalog of different services that 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 you provide which is which is incredible um but the one that we really want to focus on today is voice technology and this is a this is a newer project and it sounds like it's a wonderful partnership between you and Amazon Canada. Um, so let's let's start with the beginning of that story. Like, how did the idea? Maybe maybe we can get Taz you to explain a little bit about the program and and the origin of that, and then we can get into kind of where we are with it now. Um, so. Uh, uh... Up till the, before COVID, we were providing a lot of support to seniors who had their own devices. Um, and once COVID started, we would reach out to our communities and we would say, you know, we we are we are still providing support um, in whatever fashion that is needed. Um, and and we realized that at that time there's a massive need 
um, of access to technology by itself, um, whether it is um, access to um, internet connectivity or whether it is just access to, to devices from that standpoint. And so we basically created a brand new stream of work where we looked for, for ways of providing accessible technology to seniors really in a nutshell. And, and we experimented with, with various few devices um, uh, as, as part of it. And, and we noticed that um, uh, the, the goal for a lot of the setup is we want to make sure the uh, barrier to adoption is, is as minimal as possible from that standpoint. And so voice um, interactive devices are really um, interesting to us because it's, they're a lot easier to, um, to integrate um, in your life from that standpoint. Um, you know, they, they probably don't come with um, every bells and whistle, but they come with um, a lot of good interactive experiences from, from that standpoint. Um, and I think uh, that was kind of a, a, a big jumping point for us to, to collaborate and partner with, with Amazon to, to see how we can um, enable some of the, um, the voice interactivity for seniors who are uh, finding it hard to, to read, um, uh, don't have as much of the, the finger dexterity or the, or the um, um, confidence in, in typing from, from that standpoint. Um, and uh, another aspect that is quite important to us is we want to make sure that we um, we try to accommodate for various senior settings, whether that's independent living, uh, whether it's hospital setting, whether it's day support setting, because um, um, all of those things add an interesting mix. Not all seniors are living independently. Not all of them have access to personal support workers. And so that that this um, being able to have a device that's easier to plug and charge, um, easier to set up, and then easier to interact with from that standpoint is it's a big draw um, um, for for us that 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 we are. Um, leaning on um, for for this program. That's great. And so um, maybe Emily, can you can you describe exactly like how the program works? Because uh, I, I know the, the headlines say like, wow, you can get an Echo device from Connected Canadians, and you can have that, and you can interact with it. So, like, how logistically, how does the program work? For sure. So um, basically, um, we uh, we're working with different senior organizations across Canada, and um, we are working with those organizations and training um, key staff members. So basically, when people apply to us, um, they they have to the initial part of the application phase. They basically have to prove to us that they have a certain amount of capacity to work with us and provide um, the support that's needed for for the number of devices that they're receiving. So. Um, the organization would apply to us for um, four devices, and then we would sort of vet them based on the answers that they give us. And we have a, a couple more rounds of of screening that go on. And and once they've once they've accepted, once they've passed the all the various rounds of things, um, the they will have scheduled training dates, and um, they uh, they would receive the Alexas, of course, and and um, distribute them to their communities. And basically, they have to agree to give them out to their communities within three months um, of receiving them, if not earlier. We try to get them out um, basically within a month is the preferred sort of time range, but we recognize there can be some Sometimes when you're dealing with seniors, the unexpected delays can crop up. Um, so yeah, we we basically train the staff 
um, to, who, who are there to work um, and set them up with the seniors and, and make them fully aware of all the, the privacy policies and, and things like that. Um, and then once the seniors are set up, they are also provided with our phone number and contact details so that they can contact Connected Canadians directly if they need any additional support, because we recognize that a lot of the senior, senior serving organizations, um, they won't necessarily have a lot of extra capacity to deal with um, ongoing support um, if the seniors are, are really looking for that. Gotcha. So they get their Echo device, they get some training, they get set up, and, and then they're off and running. I just want to take one step back here. You know, Taz, one of the things you mentioned was about, you know, the benefits of voice technology. I'm curious, was, was this idea for this particular program, distributing the Echo devices, was this something that came out of feedback that you were receiving from uh, participants in your programs already that they want to start to use voice technology? Or is this something that more like you and Emily thought, hey, this is a big opportunity and we need to jump on this? I think probably a combination of a happy accident. So before COVID, um, we were trying to provide support to a few blind seniors um, who were um, very computer savvy, um, but they, they noticed that once they leave their computer desk or station and, and they want to you know, roam around in the house and have access, um, it's not the same. Um, we were, I was specifically trying to have um, the mobile device be accessible enough um, in, in combination um, of it, but it's, it's one of those things where um, when you offer all the functionality in the world, um, it's, it's a little bit difficult to fine tune. Um, and I think that's where a lot of our interest started um, to, to see how we can reach out um, and, and, and try to provide outreaches to, to different types of communities that we're not able to provide outreach services to. Um, and then in terms of, uh, um, uh, actually, Emily will probably have a good story of, of how our paths crossed with, uh, uh, with Amazon. And so I think when, when the finally the match happened, um, you know, we were enough, uh, this is our third iteration of uh, providing devices to communities that, that we decided we're at a, at a good time to, to try to do a larger project um, uh, with it. Great. Well, Emily, now you have to share that story. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try just the, the nutshell version. But basically, I I had reached out to a contact at Amazon Music earlier in the year and, and said, you know, a lot of our seniors, music is the biggest thing that they care about with technology. And, and I'd, I'd love to find a way to, to you know, provide them with more access to, to music and, and things in general. And so, um, for a while, we we didn't hear much back, but um, eventually um, they reached out again a bit later in the year and said, "Hey, actually, we're we're starting this program, and and we thought it would be a great fit." And um, and I was I was absolutely delighted to hear it. I um, I also um, have worked for many years as a DJ, so I have a, a, a strong. Um, musical interest myself and um, do my best to always make sure that seniors are able to access the different types of music that uh, that they want to hear. So um, I was just so thrilled at the prospect of actually being able to make this happen. That's fantastic. So I have a sort of a technical question because I'm imagining, at least before COVID, that, you know, when a senior wants to get involved in one of these programs, you can sit down next to them, you can show them the ropes, you can show them how to use things. Now with COVID, like how how have they actually been setting up their devices? Because um, how do you do that? How do you do? You, are you still going into homes? Or I'd love to learn a little more about that. I'm not sure who would, who would like to take that question, but either of you, please. Um, I, I can I can take that question. I'm, you go ahead, Tess. Yeah, go for it. Uh, pretty ahead, much Tess. on the the type of device 
um, as, as part of it. So we've, um, we've used some uh, images um, and mobile device management software that we can then reconfigure devices, whether they be tablets or laptops, that we can get all of the pre-installed setup already be there. Um, and sometimes that also allows that when when you want a particular application or program be installed, we can we can then remotely push that. Um, with Amazon Alexa, we are not there yet, but we've kind of re, we do train the trainer um, as as Emily had mentioned. Um, and given the fact that uh, it's quite simple to set up as compared to, to uh, say a, a tablet, um, it, it makes it it makes it a lot easier to then operationalize that that delivery model. Fantastic. Yeah, and and. Go ahead. Definitely our, our, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, please, please go ahead. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say too, our mentors have so much experience at explaining things to people over the phone that even for our pilot part of this program, we worked with 14 seniors um, to start. Um, our, our mentors pretty much had it down so that they could help. Um, even if the senior didn't have access to uh, Zoom or another video conferencing platform, they knew things so well that they could just help them, you know, on their landline or whatever it was that they were working with. So um, I think that's that's something that we always try to make sure that our mentors are so comfortable with it that they could, you know, pretty much do it in their sleep. Got it. Right. No, that's great. So I would love to hear some stories about people that are using these devices. How is it? affecting their lives. Um, Emily, can you can you share some some stories about now like the results of this program and the way people are using these these echo devices? For sure. Yeah. So we're we're right at the we're kind of at the end of the pilot right now and and starting the the big part of the program, the mass deployment part. So I'm I know we're going to have a whole ton more stories, but even from the pilot, there were some things that really touched me. Um, one of our uh, recipients was a, a long term care home and um, uh, one of the seniors in the long-term care home, um, they reported back that um, they that senior was using Alexa to to change the music to match the culture of the PSW who would come in in the morning and, and help um, the senior get ready. So every, oh, wow. because they had a very multicultural staff of PSWs. And so it was just a really nice way to, to connect culturally and, and help folks feel, um, you know, like to to add some happiness to their day. So I, I just thought that was lovely. Um, and, and of course, you know, our, our lovely two seniors that are featured on the, um, on the videos that we've shared with Amazon, uh, Margaret Ann and Kate are both um, clients we know quite well. Margaret Ann, this was a big step for her because she'd only ever had a flip phone before. And um, so for this, this was a, a huge, a huge deal for her. It really, um, it's been pretty life changing. And, and um, she, she actually lives in my neighborhood and, and I spoke uh, with her son and, and he was saying like, we, we would never have believed it. Like we, this was completely like, out of the the scope of what we ever imagined because she's normally been so technology averse so just um you know being able to see that somebody who actually has a pretty low comfort level with technology can adapt and integrate um so well and and actually enjoy the presence of a device is is really lovely as well because um we certainly um, have experienced a lot of seniors who who have sort of devices thrust upon them by their adult children that they don't necessarily want. So um, when you when you see sort of the happy 
the happy uh, outcome of, of a situation where somebody who wasn't necessarily like a super techie person taking it on and, and being excited about it. It's great. Um, yeah. That's great. And, and, and I watched those, those video uh, testimonials and uh, actually made a note of this. Cause I thought it was so, so great that Margaret said that she thought of um, Alexa as a friend and, uh, <laughs> and that she, she can deal with her easily. which was <laughs> so, so wonderful. Um, and that, that goes a lot, you know, that, that says a lot for, um, social isolation and loneliness. I know that can be a real issue with, with, uh, with seniors. Taz, have you, have you had any other feedback from other people? Do they, do they, do they find having a device like that comforting or does it help with those aspects of their lives? Yeah, for sure. Um, so last year when we ran a similar program with a tablet, I think one of the things that we got asked a lot in our pilot is, can we play games on it? Um, and uh, how can we have a kind of an interactive game? It was very challenging to kind of have that immersed experience because you needed more participants, you needed to have, and everyone had needed to have proper apps installed as, as part of it. It was just a lot more steps. Um, and with Alexa, you have voice-enabled games that are that are interactive uh, from that standpoint. So it doesn't seem like, oh, well, you know, you're just blindly or silently tapping on a screen. And so um, 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 quite a few of our participants have uh, have shown like a lot of excitement towards it. Um, we're actually uh, in our pilot, um, uh, piloting it in the same community, which asked for games last year with a different device, and so um, I think that's that's one of the that's one of the the game changing differences or or big differences that that we see, um, because uh, you can you can call your loved ones and you can send them a hug. That those are all great features, um, but but being able to interact and then play games and have them uh, and guess your favorite character or play bingo, those sort of things are 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 kind of very very nice and 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 a, a, a lot different than um, uh, than a tablet or a computer. And have you heard of stories of people, I know this is like you said, a pilot project, so it's not a huge sample size, but have you heard of stories using them to help with their like actual uh, medical uh, histories or medications or reminders? I know that that there's a lot of interest in from the medical community in terms of using voice technology to help with that. Is there anything there that you can comment on, Emily? Um, I would say the reminders are definitely something that our seniors have been using. I think um, the medical reminders, uh, maybe it's just because our sample size has been so healthy that they're a little bit, the medical reminders are a gotcha. bit less necessary. But um, I think that is for sure something, even if it's, you know, cooking or um, those types of things are all are all really enjoyed. And, and I think just the, the easiness of it, the ease of use to just be able to tell it to remind you is such a such a great feature. Wonderful. And we are um, go ahead. Uh, yes. Something on top of that. I think what is really interesting about this this partnership is that uh, we are we are providing feedback to um, to the Amazon team, and we're working quite closely because um, the Canadian version of the device and, and app has uh, is is customized for us as compared to the American one, and and we would really like to to build um, and and evolve on that to make sure that. Uh, um, that we can take advantage of the new things that are being released in either the firmware or in the, in, in the device itself. That's wonderful. So as you, you know, you've got this pilot project and you're about to roll out the main project, what are the biggest surprises that you have learned being involved with Amazon and these Echo devices versus other programs that you've done? What is the main difference or the big takeaways that you have, that you have uh, come across? Maybe this is a good one for both of you. Maybe you can share each, each of you can share, share a point or two. Who wants to start? 
I can go first. So um, again, this is something that uh, is is a, uh, a story from our experiences between the two programs. So last year, um, when we ran a, a device program, um, we gave tablets and we wanted them to be protected. So we put them in a nice silicone cover and we gave it out to um, a community that does um, virtual story share circles. And the first feedback I received was, it's really hard to charge it. Like it's the, the charger is really small and it, and there's like multiple points for it and those sort of things. Um, but in contrast, um, the, the Amazon devices, they kind of look like mini TVs uh, in, in a sense, they are easy to, to plug and charge from, from that standpoint and, and kind of easy to understand if you come from a TV or a visual screen from more like a computer to, to tablet. Um, so from that standpoint, I, I find that right off the bat, um, it's it's a lot easier to even write manuals for um, or to to document from that standpoint because it's um, it's uh, very much a couple of buttons you can understand what they do. Um, they're very much like if you were used to using a um, a TV or a remote from that standpoint. So that has been the the biggest thing from um, from that standpoint. Um, and then in in terms of also. Um, uh, uh, once the once the setup is is done, being able to kind of evolve and, and learn from it from from that standpoint. So um, we we do a lot of bookmarking and and saving history and those sort of things when we're actually dealing with devices and stuff. Um, but the the fact that uh, you can be told, okay, ask me about the weather or things like that, and it, and it allows for encourages experimentation. I, I think I should say um, because it's easier to experiment um, as compared to some of the other devices where suddenly you've done something and now your background's turned on black or your icons have become really large and you don't know how to move back. It's a lot um, easier to experiment or to encourage experimentation um, uh, with a voice-enabled device. Well, that's great. That's great. And Emily. Yeah, I think on on my end, the biggest revelation I thought was just sort of our, our user use cases, the personas of the folks that we were giving these to, because I think um, we realized in the pilot that the, the, the seniors that maybe had a lot of devices already, they weren't necessarily the best candidates for this one. Some of them were the ones who truly um, understood the purpose of it. But um, we we had folks who had never had a device before who were like, wow, you know, this this opens my world um, and and I can do all these kinds of things. So I think it was just sort of the the contact setting and, and being able to explain why this device will help you do better things than uh, do things better than another device, because obviously, you know, you're not getting an Alexa to help you um, write emails or um, those types of tasks. And so if you don't really articulate exactly the things that it's going to make their life better, um, it, how it's going to make their life better, it, it just doesn't, um, they're like, you know, why are you giving me this random thing? It has to be very clearly um, explained. And and when you give them the full context of why this is useful, all of a sudden it, it all clicks and it becomes a marvelous uh, gift as opposed to something that's kind of vaguely confusing and not necessarily useful. Well, that's great. I mean, this is this is so exciting as as uh, as, as you can guess, and I'm sure the listeners know. I mean, I'm just such a huge proponent for voice technology, and, and this is just such a great example of it. Where where are we at now? So uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners, viewers are thinking, "Wow, this sounds this sounds great!" Like, can I get involved? What's the deal? So can you maybe just kind of give us the the status? What's what's the deal right now with the program, and can they get involved? Where are you at, Emily? 
Yeah, so um, we've we've awarded nearly all of the batches. I think we might have one batch left to give out to a senior organization. So if there's anybody who has a senior organization that is listening right now that is like, oh my gosh, I would love to have a batch of these devices, um, we might still be able to talk to you about that. But um, I know we're real close right now, and and um, definitely, um, hopefully, we we would love to be able to do this program in future again um, in next year and in years to come because I think there is such value in it and it, it really just gives um, and it gives so many opportunities to people that otherwise would never have never even thought of of adding something like this to their lives so um, yeah I, 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 I very much hope we can continue this in future. That's wonderful. And, and Taz, how can people learn more about your organization in general, whether it's about the ECHO program through Amazon or the other programs that you have? You've got such great programs. Maybe you can share some, some resources or some links with, with, the, with the listeners and the viewers. For sure. Um, so we're active on all social media platforms. Um, ConnectedCanadians.ca uh, is our website, and we have a list of all of our programming. Um, if you're interested in volunteering for us, we have a volunteer page. Um, we have a rigorous onboarding process, um, uh, so please don't be afraid of that. Um, the idea is really to, to make sure that you have the, the, the passion and care to, to work with the senior communities from that standpoint. Um, and then um, we also have a, a local um, Canadian number and an international number, but we are on uh, um, Instagram, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Um, and Emily is our social content director, brand ambassador, and all of those things from, <laughs> from, from, from that standpoint. Um, but yes, we would love to hear from you. Well, that's wonderful. I want to just maybe just pause for a moment and let the two of you share anything else that we haven't really talked about today. If you if there's something that we missed that you think is important for the audience to know before we before we wrap things up, um, Taz or Emily, anything else to, to add there? I just think we're really grateful to Amazon Canada for giving this, us this opportunity. It, it was just a really amazing experience and, and their team has been so great. And, and um, we're just excited to even the usability feedback that we've been gathering. And, and I, I think this collaboration has been so awesome and so much fun that, um, you know, I, I, I'm just really grateful. Wonderful, thank you. And Emily Taz, um, if people want to reach out to you personally, um, are there particular resources, LinkedIn, or do you have other links? Oh, and also, and also, please share the uh, the website um, URL so that people know where to go. If there's any other resources or any other links you want to share, please please take the opportunity to do that. Um, Taz. Yeah, for sure. Um, we are on LinkedIn, both Emily and myself. We have um, a link off from our website as well, um, and. Uh, um, we also have a, um, uh, a Facebook Messenger platform that people can reach us um, out on as as well from from that standpoint. Great. I, I nominate Taz to answer the Facebook Messenger messages. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your URL? Let's make sure we say the URL so people can go can go to the website. It's uh, www.connectedcanadians.ca. All right, awesome. Well, Emily, Taz, thank you so much for spending uh, some time with all of us today. It's it's really appreciated. The work you're doing is, is incredible. I, I love this story. It's such a heartwarming story, all Canadian story, which is great for, for, for this audience. I've got, you know, obviously a special place uh, in my heart for, for Canadian stories. So um, keep up the great work. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and maybe we can chat again in the future and follow up and, and see how things are going. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much, Terry, for having us. It's it's been delightful. Thank you very much. It was it was a pleasure to talk to you.
Well, there you go, huh? What a wonderful, wonderful story. Uh, Emily and Taz are doing such wonderful work, and I definitely, definitely encourage you to check out their website, connectedcanadians.ca, to uh, learn about all the different programs that they offer to help connect older adults with technology through the training and support that they do. I just want to say personally to Emily and Taz, thank you so much for spending some time here. Uh, it's very much appreciated. I enjoyed the discussion, and I'm sure that the audience did too. And I look forward to uh, following up with you in the future uh, to see how this program is going and to learn more about the lives that uh, that are changing because of the partnership with Amazon Canada, featuring, of course, the Amazon Echo devices. So with that said, listener, thank you for tuning in this week. I uh, hope you'll tune in next week. We've got another a podcast coming up, and we've got the next episode of The Voice Den coming up on September 29th. You can check all the details for that free event sponsored by Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant at thevoiceden.com. See you there. Talk to you soon.